Ukrainians. Identity and Dignity podcast is on the air. Within the last few months, the world has unveiled Ukrainians as a nation of courageous and indomitable people who relentlessly struggle for their freedom. We showed our enemy what they should expect if they jeopardize our dignity. Echo value of Ukrainians. A lot of people worldwide now follow the news from Ukrainian hotspots, but we believe that without understanding our identity and the circumstances that form us, the world won't be able to understand us enough, which will limit the prospects of support and cooperation. So what makes us who we are? What is the bottom line of the Ukrainian people's dignity? In this podcast, we will tell you about the milestones which form our identity and make us a part of the European community. We are presenting another episode of the rubric War Explained. As people may find themselves stuck with the question why is it crucial to support Ukraine strongly, we've prepared a solid answer. So why is Ukrainian victory in the Western world's interest? The war in Ukraine is slightly paling into insignificance in the information space. From the war's first week, the activity under post about Ukraine on social media decreased by 22 times. Why should the war in Ukraine not fade into obscurity? And why is Ukrainian victory in the Western world's interest? The world overcame the reign of monarchies and dictatorships, maintained peace after World War II and established an independent human rights watch. Institutions such as the UN, EU and NATO have been built for decades to guarantee the rule of law, equality and justice. Russia, though, embarked on a different route. Simultaneously, Ukraine proved its democratic choice with a revolution of dignity, euro-integration, anti-corruption reform implementation, decentralization and liberalization of the energy sector. The more Ukraine grew as a democratic state, the more Russia felt fragile due to the threat to its well-fed totalitarian regime. And once Russia can handle the threatening science, it begins to satisfy its imperial appetites by occupying sovereign territories shielded by the will of self-defense. When it comes to Russia's desire to establish an all-pervasive totalitarian system, the menace is not confined to Ukraine only. The war is not against Ukraine only, but the entire democratic world. Against our shared democratic values. Besides, Ukraine is an eastern outpost of the Western democratic civilization. If the West reduces support for Ukraine and insists on peaceful negotiations, Russia will mobilize its resources to attack once again. The attempts to appease Putin by partially satisfying his appetites with Ukraine are naive. Any Russia's imperialist appetites are known as Russia's legitimate sphere of interest. And this sphere of interest is endless. Well, during the Northern War with Sweden, Peter the Great didn't conquer anything. He took back what had always been ours, that's all Priladozhye, a territory near Lake Ladoga, where Petersburg is founded today. When he founded a new capital here, none of the European countries recognized this territory as Russian. They recognized it as Sweden. However, the Slavs lived there from time immemorial, along with the Finno-Ogric 
Turk people. Moreover, this territory was under the control of the Russian state, the same in the western direction. That is about Narva, a city in Estonia. Peter the Great returned and strengthened. Apparently, it also fell to our lot to return and strengthen. Confesses Putin. Recently, Russia warned Lithuania of serious consequences after the Baltic country began blocking rail exports of goods to the exclave of Kaliningrad. Andrei Klimov, a head of the Russian Senate for the Protection of Sovereignty, said. If the European Union does not immediately correct Vilnius' brazen prank, it will disavow the legitimacy of all Lithuania's EU membership documents for us and untie our hands to solve the problem of Kaliningrad transit created by Lithuania in any way we choose. If the world leaders don't react, the feeling of impunity will encourage further tyranny. The only question is who will be its next target. Moldova, Georgia, Poland or the Baltic states. Here are the thoughts of Yuval Noah Harari on this. This is why the Russian threat to invade Ukraine should concern every person on Earth. If it again becomes normative for powerful countries to wolf down their weaker neighbors, it would affect how people all over the world feel and behave. The war equally represents a challenge for the global economy. Russian military aggression has already caused a blockade of Ukrainian ports and the destruction of food infrastructure. So now the world faces food shortages, food prices increase and potential hunger in developing countries. Sanctions on Russia's oil and gas exports lead to surging energy prices, which also heightens commodity prices. In the USA, for instance, a gallon of gasoline passed $4 in every US state for the first time ever. Therefore, the protracted war in Ukraine is not beneficial to the West because it threatens the world order, destroys the economy in European countries and does not eliminate a potential Russian attack on sovereign countries. What about other unresolved conflicts in the world? What about Palestine? Can we make them more noticeable by mentioning the war in Ukraine? Many argue that the world shouldn't focus on Ukrainian case only because we remain silent about other conflicts. But attention to the war in Ukraine could reverse the trend of frozen conflicts by perceiving them not as something distant, but as something that is on the daily agenda and needs urgent resolution and involvement. Russia as a force confronting the world order should be highlighted in the agenda, so we can overcome terrorism on a global scale. Just in three years, Russia supported six coups in the Sahel and West Africa. The terrorist culture perpetuates since the terror during the Chechen wars, invasion of Georgia, use of chemical weapons in Syria and so much more. Modern Russia is widely seen as one of the world's leading sponsors of terrorism. Moscow has long been accused of having encouraged Al-Qaeda's anti-American turn. More recently, the Kremlin has cultivated friendly ties with the Taliban. And meanwhile, Moscow has backed the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps IRGC, in Iraq, Syria, Lebanon and beyond. A Russian defeat would chasten Iran and weaken many other rock elements who look to Moscow. Said Chris Alexander, a fellow of Canadian International Council. 
Ukraine's victory in the war may help to defeat the Kremlin and impede Russia's efforts to be involved in any international conflicts. Sure, it will also bring awareness to Palestinian and Syrian cases. And finally, why is this war important to you? And why will you win by supporting Ukraine? When Ukraine wins, you won't fear about further Russian expansion of your country. You won't be standing in line for hours for bread and paying extra money for it. You won't suddenly wake up from the hurl of sirens and explosions. You will know that you are free to choose whatever political system suits you and your civil and human rights will always be protected. If the war in Ukraine continues, you'll go through its consequences. Your state will be militarized in case of an offensive. You will be forced to either walk for the benefit of the army or join its ranks. The concept of stability will be erased and blurred. There will be no rule of law that won't prevail anymore. The threat to democracy is a threat to your freedom. Ukraine's victory is equal to the victory of democracy and the defeat over authoritarianism. Then you'll continue to lead a stable life, with security, your rights protected and without war, violence, hunger or poverty. May you never experience it in your life. And may Ukraine triumph, so we'll never evidence it. Glory to Ukraine!